What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Week 7 um, Recap Review. He wants to add some studs and duds segment to it via uh, talking mainly about fantasy, which I'm down for. So we can we can get into it. But um, we already talked about the Thursday night game, so I don't think we need to go there. No, we don't. Yeah. I mean, we, I think we just need to maybe reinforce that Dearness is a is a beast. We don't <laughs> yeah, but, uh, he but was. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess let's just dive straight into it. Let's talk about my team first, you know, because they're my team. And um, I'm not ashamed to say it. Although... They aren't a good team. <laughs> yeah, man. We from three and zero to three and four. You know, and, tough stretch. Uh, it's definitely been a tough stretch. The Panthers, obviously, guys. They lost to the Giants in New York, um, twenty-five to three, and believe it or not, they were up three-zero in this game. So that means from that point on, it was just all Giants. It was twenty-five. It was a twenty-five nothing shutout. Right, you know, from that point on. So and it was actually a close game until it wasn't it was kind of like one of those games where they're you know both teams have a chance to win until it was a lot like the um in that way like the Bengals and Ravens game where the score you know shows something different than maybe it, it was for the majority of the contest but no doubt about it the Giants completely outplayed the Panthers in every phase of the game and, and when you look at what the Giants were able to do offensively without Kenny Galladay without Kadarius Tony, without Sterling Shepard you know, um, they had seven different guys caught a pass, not including Daniel Jones. So the eight, if you include uh, Daniel Jones in that, six guys caught two or more passes and three caught five or more. So it was it was pretty um, balanced. You know, Daniel Jones completed 70% of his passes, had a great one-handed catch. Yeah, he had uh, an amazing catch. That was, <laughs> was incredible. Crazy. And you knew he was going to take a shot, too, and he just didn't give it in. Right. Yeah. He just put his body on the line for that catch. Yeah, it was a a good a much needed win for the Giants, obviously, and um, it was kind of a get right game for their defense. What I've been basically calling for, I mean, I've just been saying about them in Washington that the defenses are still talented, and I still think they're good. They just haven't been playing that way. Um, speaking of their defense, Aziz Ojulari had two and a half sacks. The uh, the rookie out of Georgia. And um, the Giants had six as a team. So it was, it was an impressive. Leonard Williams had one and a half as well. So it was an impressive performance all the way around. And, uh, you know, maybe one of those wins for New York that can kind of propel them into maybe making a little run here. Making you would think. Interesting, at least. I mean, for their sake. I mean, obviously, I think um, Saquon will be back next week. Really? Hopefully. I didn't know that. Yeah, so we'll see. But, I mean... Their season's right on him coming back because he's obviously a playmaker, and yeah. they desperately need him. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a pretty boring game. Didn't oh. they? It was like five three for like for like the first half, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, remember a few weeks ago, me mm-hmm. and you had the Daniel. I mean, I'm sorry, the uh, Jared Goff versus Sam Darnold debate. How quickly do things change in the NFL? Seriously, yeah. he just seen ghost again. I know it's October and. <coughs> and uh, Halloween think, is on I Saturday think, or Sunday, but my God. <laughs> he was 16 of 25 for 111, averaged 4.4 yards per pass attempt. You know, he's... Yeah, Sam Darnold's going to be ghosting everyone pretty yeah. pers- pretty soon. It's it's It was tough to watch, man. They, he ends up ultimately getting pulled. They put P.J. Walker in. He comes in, goes 3 of 14 for 33 yards, so Sam's job is completely safe. Um, I mean, not, I'm not... Bashing PJ is no reason to. Right. He was he just did what he was asked. Came in there and tried to provide a spark, but you know it's look at this man. The last three games, Sam Darnold, um, 
40, I'm sorry, 52.4% completion percentage, averaging 165 yards a game. And mind you, these are in losses, right? right? So, like, you would think yards would be higher. No. Two touchdown passes to five interceptions, a 52 quarterback rating, and averaging 4.8 yards per pass attempt. That's just god-awful. Yeah. It's, it's not even, like, it's like you don't even belong on the field. Right. Type of thought, you know? Yeah, that's, I mean... It's unfortunate for him, but uh, I don't know. He's not going to last much longer, it seems. Yeah, I mean, it's all of a sudden now we hear about the Panthers are, you know, very much into the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes again. So, right. so we, we didn't hear that when we were 3-0. and Now all of a sudden we're very much into it. I mean, Darnold had 300-plus yards in four of his first – I mean, uh, in three of his first four games. He had 279 or more in every game. He hasn't had 279 since – in the last three. You know, he's only cracked 200 once, and that was against the Vikings. So, yeah, and if you drafted DJ Moore in fantasy, I mean, you're hurting. He's almost, I mean. But he still did his thing, I think. He still actually ha- had a right, decent game. Right, he's not having the same year he did last year, unfortunately. No, he's having a much better one. No, he's not. As far <laughs> yes, as fantasy, fantasy production, DJ I mean, Moore is having a way better year. He was having 20, 30-point games last year. No, he was super inconsistent until the end of the year. Then he then he picked it up. But this year, he's been going crazy. He's been, I mean, it's been what all he, he had, what, 13, 14 points this week? I mean, that's not crazy. Well, no, that's that's this week. He had six for 73 this week. But look, he let me just, let me just uh, put you on game here about DJ Moore. DJ Moore, let me type, okay, in our league... He's the 34th ranked player. Yeah, he should overall be player. He should be top 20. He was drafted. No, no. He's the 34th overall player. That includes quarterbacks. He had 15.4 in week one, 21.9 in week two, 20.5 week three, 31.9 week four, 8.8 week five, 11.9 and 13.3. He's right. been awesome. Yeah, well, he was beginning of the year when Sam Darnold was playing like as if he belongs. Yeah, no, he played better then. I mean, that, that makes sense. Right, but, he's but been, you have to go on trends here, and his trend is – Trending down as far as Bro, he fantasy six production. For 73. Right. But he's not having those 20, 30 point games that he hits. That he had two weeks having. ago. <laughs> that he had, he's right now, he is the wide receiver eight in PPR Bro, scoring. Sam Darnold is garbage. And, and if DJ they had Moore anyone else in there. He's still the wide receiver eight. Yeah. And he, that's what I'm saying. He could literally be top receiver at this point yeah. of the year if. But. If you drafted DJ Moore in the fifth round, you are more than happy with, with what you're getting. You know, he's only had one game with under 73 yards. Yeah, well, in those, those last three weeks, his fantasy production has fallen is what my point is. Yeah, it has. I'm getting at, and it it's only going to get worse. That's possible. Maybe he's a sell high, you know? Yeah. But but either way, he's been he's been good so far overall. I mean, he's the wide receiver eight, like I mentioned, so he's, he's a stud. Anyways. We're getting sidetracked. So if we were to include DJ Moore in a game where your team only scores three points for him to come out and have six for 73, that's pretty, you know, that's respectable in and of itself. But anyways, yeah, man, tough loss for my Panthers. Uh, great win for the Giants. They, they, you know, hopefully this means for Giants fans' sake that they're, you know, trending up. And, um, yeah, we'll see. Patriots demolished the New York Jets. I mean, absolute demolished. Yeah, Zach Wilson got hurt in this one. He's out two to four weeks with a PCL strain. Yeah, at least it's not a season ender. I thought for yeah. a second when I saw it live, I was like, dude, that doesn't. Joe Flacco good. has been traded to yeah. the Jets. Yeah, he's going there. He's going to start a few games. 
just That's a cool. few games. I'm sure he's happy about that. Yeah, I mean, he gets to get on the field. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously Hertz is the guy in Philly. So Right. Um, but like you said, this is an absolute shellacking. I mean, yeah, the, they, when they, what, put up 54 on them? 54, yeah. They scored 31 in the first half and 23 in the second half. 20 in the fourth quarter. It was just like rel- a relentless, you know, uh, domination from start to finish. And Zach Wilson statistically was 6 of 10, 51 yards while he was in there. He wasn't, you know, terrible. Right. But, um, hey, guess who led them in rushing and receiving? The Jets. My guy, Michael Carter. Yeah, he had a good yeah. game. 19 touches over 100 yards, so that's good. You know, if, you, if you've been holding him like I have advised, you're right. happy with that. His production is getting higher and higher as the season goes on here. I mean, he had eight receptions for 67 yards, you know, a PPR machine. And he had 17 points in our league. Like, so. Yeah, well, on the other side of the ball, Damian Harris was an absolute workhorse. Yeah, Talk about was. a fantasy Stud. What a DFS you, value he w- ended up being. Yeah, if you started him this week, you were probably sitting pretty, depending on the rest of your team. But, um, yeah, or he went off 14 for 106, two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, he was he was great in this one, running all over the Jets. Yep. Uh, Brandon, Brandon Bolden actually had a – Led them in receiving. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, the highest reception total on a game in his career, I believe. Uh, six for seventy nine for a touchdown. I mean, seven targets. Yeah, out of the that backfield. was. Andy start in our league started him a Where few weeks ago. Bill Belichick me. come up with this shit. I mean, they ran like two trick plays in that game. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, it was like they had it out for the Jets. Like they yeah. just wanted to completely punish. Yeah, the demoralize fuck out of them. them. I and mean, they did. Yeah, well, fifty four to thirteen. I mean, come on. Yeah, the Jets aren't. I mean, it's if you're a Jets fan, I, I. I don't feel your pain because I'm not a Jets fan, but my <laughs> God. I it's mean, been rough again. Yeah, it's another rough year for I the thought New they York were football Jets. Yeah, I thought they would be better than they are. Not not a playoff team, but I thought they'd be better than they are. Right. I mean, Mac Jones had a great game. Um, <coughs> yeah, he did. Excuse me. Yeah, I don't – what's wrong with Mike White? He's just not the answer. They said, fuck it, we're going to get Joe Flacco. <laughs> um, um, yeah, he didn't he – didn't, I liked him actually coming out, but he didn't – he didn't play very well. Elijah Moore got his first touchdown of his <laughs> yeah. career, I believe. He, he looked explosive on that on that run too. But um Yeah, I mean, like you said, overall shellacking, um, some fantasy good players on the Patriots side at least. They had their defense play well. So uh yeah, man. Yeah. Fifty four thirteen, <clears throat> not much more to say about the uh the ass whooping that the Patriots gave the Jets. Yeah, that's pretty much sums that up. A complete ass whooping, I guess. Uh, let's just move along now to one of the shockers of the week, and that was the the Titans Chiefs game that only uh, combined for thirty total points scored in this one. I don't think anybody saw that coming, and no. I especially don't think anybody saw Patrick Mahomes being the one that only scored three. Right. You know? I don't understand what is going on in Kansas City. I don't know. Yeah. If the water is spoiled up there, but <laughs> I don't know. I were they exposed in the Super Bowl? Like, no. how has this it, happened? I think I think it's a few things, right? And, I, and I'm one of the ones that's kind of like, hold on, the Chiefs are not as dead as everybody thinks, and here's why: they are three and four, right? Mm-hmm. That means they're two games out of the number one seed in the AFC. Okay? Right now, I, I'm not saying they're going to be the one seed when it's all said and done, but 
that like we needed some context behind it. They're not completely out of this. Number one, number two, they have a different offensive line that usually takes time to put together a, a cohesive unit that you know is is ready to be good. Even if you have good players, it takes time for them to get the communications down, new system, all that stuff. Number three, um, the defense playing bad. You know, I get that, but um, I just think that. They're closer. They've had a brutal schedule, too, is what I was going to say for number three. Had a brutal schedule. I mean, they played the Bills, Ravens, Titans, you know, uh, Browns even. They beat the Browns. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been easy. So, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll make the playoffs win a playoff game. Yeah, I I was about to ask you, you, do they still make the playoffs? 100%. Yeah. Like, if you could give me – I don't know what – if anybody's taking that as a bet, any bookmaker, but – if the odds are in my favor, I will absolutely take that happily. Because, yeah, yeah. Um, this, what are we gonna say? This same team, the same group of guys, coaching staff, et cetera, that went to the Super Bowl back to back years. You right. know what I mean? It's well, I their still, defense is just historically bad right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and but they're still healthy too. You know what I mean? That's another part of it. They're actually healthy. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, AJ Brown was a monster in this one. Eight for one hundred and thirty-three. What a touchdown. I mean, yeah. Julio Jones just doesn't look like he has any legs left on him. Uh, he looked good early, and then he kind of just, I don't know. Well, I think he's just got that lingering hamstring issue, so that's obviously holding him back. And yeah. like you said, he's definitely not in his prime anymore. Um, so, I mean, another big game for Derrick Henry, of course, running people over uh, per usual. Mahomes, on the other hand, like you said, uh, 20 for 35, 206 yards, zero touchdowns, one pick. I don't I mean, recall a game where he hasn't gotten the end zone. Do you? No, that was the first game since he became a starter that they oh. haven't scored. Well, that's why I don't recall it. Right. <laughs> um, I thought the Titans' pass rush was surprisingly good. Yeah, it was. I, I thought they were they were really affecting him, impacting him, you know, even when they didn't get home. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was definitely a big part of the defense. I mean, the secondary yeah, – Four sacks on him. Yeah, um, we finally had a Bud Dupree sighting. Your guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Bud. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it was just complete domination. I mean, it was you know it was seven nothing, then they three and out, then it was fourteen nothing, then they uh, I think it was the interception, seventeen, and they just kept capitalizing on yeah, every uh, break that their defense provided for them. And yeah, I mean, this game was pretty much over in the first half. Yeah, it felt like it, but obviously it's the Chiefs, so you always are kind of like, well, maybe, but it was 27-0 to zero at halftime. So if you're looking for a positive, if you're Kansas City, they held them scoreless in the second half, <laughs> I guess. This is true. Um, but they only scored three themselves, so. Yeah, that was, uh, that was obviously did not see this coming um, at all. Not even this game, but the entire season for them. I mean, they're three and four. It, it's just un, it's just shocking, especially yeah. just the production they've had over the last couple of years since he's been around. I mean, yeah. it's been remarkable. But yes. I don't know if teams are starting to figure him out, or like like you said, they're just uh, I don't know out of sync. But um, yeah, I still I think, think they make the playoffs. I, I do think there's some element to like teams have kind of figured out what works against them a little right. bit. It's and it's a combination of all the above, really. But I think they'll ultimately get it figured out. It's Andy Reid, you know. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's Travis Kelsey. It's, you know, the the offensive line is good and talented. Clyde's coming back soon. Um, mm-hmm. I think they'll be all right. They got Giants at home on Monday night this week. So, 
Talk about a potential get right. Yes, 100%. And then they <laughs> got the pack. All right, so um, let's talk about the Washington football team and the Green Bay Packers. Let's do it. Dude, I thought, I mean, damn, if Taylor Heineke, if they just call that first run a touchdown, the one where he just basically, it looked like he technically gave himself up. I think that's a stupid rule because, I don't know, maybe I was just rooting for Washington, but I think it was. it's tough to watch a guy like clearly be able to just run across into the end zone and then just – he kind of just fell down and whatever. So it, it cost them. But the red zone, this, that was the by far the biggest issue for them. And why don't they give Antonio Gibson any goal line carries? I mean, they gave him like one, maybe two on all those four possessions. But damn, they're moving right up and down the field. He's running effectively. He was this close to popping like a 70-yarder in the first half too, by the way. But, um, <clears throat> you know, it was, it was just that was the difference in this football game. Yeah, I mean, Antonio Gibson had 14 carries for 51 yards. Um, Taylor Heineke was actually their second I started highest them. leading carrier. I started them. He had 10 for 95, right? Yeah. Yeah, I started them. That's pretty wild. I mean, 25, 37, 268, one touchdown, one pick to the air. It took two sack or sorry, four sacks for 33 yards. He was sacked four times? Yeah. Wow. The uh, Packers defense is better than they used to, like, better than what they've been recently in recent yeah. years, I think. I mean, Aaron Rodgers kind of, he didn't... <laughs> He only threw for 274 yards, uh, three touchdowns. I mean, that's I mean, pretty solid. but Yeah, he was <coughs> efficient. Yeah. 27 will, for 35. Aaron Jones had say, a down game on, in yeah, this one. This was actually a really good game from Washington's defense. Mm-hmm. It would just, you don't realize it because they, you know, they, Rodgers had three touchdowns, no picks, all that stuff. But, again, like you said, Aaron Jones only six for 19. Where was my guy, A.J. Dillon? Three carries for six yards? Like, what? happened i told people to start him and i i mean in certain situations only had one catch was targeted twice i don't know it was like Devonte adams well i guess tanya and and uh alan lazar did some stuff as well but like for the most part the washington defense did their part in this game i think that if you go into green bay hold rogers to 24 points i think you, that's all you can really ask yeah. for you know it's just that those those Red zone goal line possessions. I mean, it was I think it was four times where they they just couldn't get the damn ball into the end zone. Yeah. You know? Uh Terry McLaurin was a stud in this one. Seven for hundred and twenty two, yeah. one touchdown. Yeah, he made a really nice targets. catch early yeah. in on that touchdown. But yeah, twelve twelve targets. Ricky Seals Jones, who I dropped like midway through this game. I needed a roster space for the later games. He um he I mean, went six for fifty one. Yeah, he looks pretty good. Soaked up another seven targets in this one. Yeah. Um, if you had your tight end on by, I mean, he got you, what, nine, ten points? Yeah. Possibly. He was solid. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, as I mentioned, I, I really do think the Packer defense is better in years uh, than they have been in years past. And it's funny because Washington had the ball, what I believe was four times in goal-to-go situations and failed all four times. Um Obviously, if they even get three of those, they win the game, technically speaking, from a mathematical standpoint. But but the other side of the coin is the Packers had been the worst. I believe they had allowed 14 touchdowns on 14 red zone possessions this season. Worst team in the NFL in that exact spot. And this time they came in. And this is where the stats can only take you so far, right? Because if I had looked at that, I would have said, hey, Washington's going to have five or six uh, red zone possessions against the worst red zone defense that." Two plus two equals four. That means they're going to score a bunch of points. Right. Well, they only got 10. And they got down there. They were able to move the ball between the 20s, just were not able to punch it in. And I think that that is um, 
an area that the Packer defense obviously needed to get better at, and, mm-hmm. and they did. Yep. You know, so shout out to that team. Yeah. That's a five, that's a six and one football team now, and they're going to play now. The Arizona Cardinals on Thursday night, and I am really excited about that one. I'm also yep. e- like bummed out. I think it's Devontae Adams has COVID, or, or, or yeah, Devontae right? Adams is unlikely to play on Thursday. Has been added to the COVID list. So, and I think it's the coach is too, isn't he? Um, I don't think that's. I don't know. I, I know their no whole idea. team's at a, a potential for a, a big breakout because of some. I don't. I don't really know why, but. Well, if you have Delvin or Delvin Devonte Adams in your fantasy lineups, be sure to most likely get him out because he is unlikely yeah. to play on I been Thursday. He's been awesome lately too, so that's unfortunate. But uh, yeah, man, I think Washington. It's it's disappointing, but at least this game they didn't give up thirty points. At least the defense showed signs of life. Mm-hmm. The offense actually played pretty well. It's just you got to get touchdowns when you get down in there, especially against an offense like Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. So um, I think there's. You know, there's reason for optimism. You went in there and fought hard to the very end, and um, yeah, is what it is. Though it's got to, you know, it's got to be tough for Washington fans because I think they never would have thought that they'd be in this position, you know, this year, uh, right. this time of the year. So rough. Um, Falcons, what? Dolphins, Falcons, Dolphins. This was a good game. This was actually a pretty good game. Maybe the only good game. Really, <laughs> at the at the end of the game was it was wild. Felt like they just kept going back and forth with the touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. well, what ha- what it was is the Falcons were up twenty seven to uh, fourteen, mm-hmm. and that was with like nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Um, about a minute after that, Tua scores a touchdown, right? Or he throws a touchdown pass. Then the uh, Falcon defense, I mean the Fal- uh, Dolphin defense, gets the ball back, and Miami goes down and scores again. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if there was a maybe they punted in between that, but. Essentially, that's what happened. They scored yeah, they twice s- with under nine minutes to go. Yeah, and took the lead, and scored then Matty twenty-one Ice, in the second half. Yeah, um. and then Matty Ice just Matty Ice them and, and came down there, and uh, I think it was Kyle Pitts that caught a, a really yeah impressive ball on the sideline. He there, is, a little go he ball. is coming along in fantasy. He, he is. He I now, mean, seven for one hundred and sixty-three. He now, man, was he a good buy low. Yeah, a few maybe three hey, weeks ago. You, he's definitely a target right now. I know trade deadlines are coming up in fantasy drafts, but if you it's can, he's not at this point. I think the Kyle Pitts owners are like, we're not. Well, selling. if you can, <laughs> if you can try and get him, I would definitely do it for the rest of the season run because he's looking good right now. Yeah, he might be their leading receiver the rest of the way. Another tight end that looked good is Mike Gesicki. I'm pretty sure he's not the top three tight end in Chalk Your Bet. Seven for eighty five for a touchdown in this one. Eight targets. Um, yeah. ask me if I'm surprised. Yeah, he's he's a <laughs> solid tight end I'm not for your fantasy surprised. team. Uh, he's yeah, for my team, I have him in several leagues, and he's just um, what it is is he's a really good athlete, and he's really he's got really soft hands as a receiver, you know, right. and those kind of combinations at the tight end position, guys that look like they could play in the NBA, you know, that is as a power forward or whatever. That that's Mike Kosicki. He's that type of dude. Caught the touchdown for me. Um. Again, I have I started them in DFS. I have them in I think at least two, maybe three leagues. But Tua, um, Tua had a game. Tua actually one. played well. Thirty-two I, I for forty, two ninety-one, four touchdowns. So I mean, he was yeah. a solid streamer in fantasy this week. He was. Um, Augie picked him up and just plugged him in, and he got the dub because of it. 
Yeah. I mean, he went Tua nuts. Well. He sure did. While I was Gaskin, all of a sudden, I mean, I, we it's so messed up. Like we, this is exactly what the Patriots running backs have done to us for years. Yeah, Miles Gaskin's doing. Yeah, I mean, fifteen for sixty-seven. I mean, I I feel like what do he have last week? Like four and he, or five and he carries, four uh, passes, two for ten more yards. So uh, and a touchdown. Yeah, so he, I mean, I think he had I think he had fourteen or fifteen fantasy points. Um, yeah, viable Easy. for RB two. But I mean, if you had him on the bench as Pretty sure everyone insisted you did. Um, yeah, that's rough. Yeah, it is. Look, I want to say something about Tua real quick because I don't want to um, gloss over that too much. I want to get uh, like a real take out there. Number one, I think that he played a really good game. I think the last two games he's actually played really good football. But, and I don't mean to, you know, shine the negativity light on him, but there are just throws every week where you can see that he can't, it, it takes everything in his being to make the opposite hash throw outside the numbers, you know, at a certain distance down the field. It, it takes every bit of that arm. And so I think that's where his upside is always going to have some type of limitation to it. You know, um, I mean, I, I know people probably say Drew Brees. Drew Brees had a much bigger arm than this when he was young and or when he was for the first 15 years of his career or whatever it was. So, you know, I, I will say that to a – looks like the guy that I thought I think that most of us thought he would look like yeah. what I said about Tua was he's a better Alex Smith um coming out of the draft I said he uh, look that's what I think he is people got mad but I think that's what he is you know they, we've seen Alex Smith have games like this that is an Alex Smith stat line you know that one year in Kansas City to, where he's in the MVP conversation that's that yeah. kind of Alex Smith stat line you know I and, mean um, he had that awful pick on that. I think the, the tight end messed up, though. I, the tight end supposed to flatten that out. It, it was supposed to be an out route right at the 40-yard well, line. He threw it straight to the defender. Because the tight end ran the wrong route. The tight end ran the wrong route, I promise. But Because um, at first, I thought that, too. But then they uh, someone on Twitter was showing what Tua was. The ball was already out of Tua's hands, and the guy was supposed to break at the four. If he would have done that, the ball would have hit him right, right in the hands, and he would have scored. So, um, well, tough loss for... Dolphins fans, um, I mean one and six. The one and six Miami Dolphins. I can't believe. Yeah, zero oh and three at home. I mean, that's that's tough. Their only win is against the freaking Patriots in Foxborough. Go figure. Right. <laughs> but hey, let's talk about these Atlanta Falcons because I think we need to give them some love, man. Look, we have been all aboard the the Dan Campbell, the Lions coach, love train, mm-hmm. giving him all the praise, and he deserves it. But Matt Ryan and this new coach here, first year t- uh, coach in Arthur Brown. Is it Arthur Brown or Arthur Smith? I always want to call him one or the other. Either way, Arthur, you know who I'm talking about, the head coach of the Falcons. He is, um, look, the, the Falcons couldn't do shit early, right? They scored 31 points in the first two games, had Ryan through three interceptions in those two games, all against Tampa. But the point is, those two games were tough, right? He, he They didn't score a lot of points. They didn't, I mean, they had 25 against Tampa, but they only six against Philly. Then they come back in week three. They go to the Giants. They beat them, only score 17, but Ryan was 75% completion, 243, two touchdowns, no picks. And in the week since, they've scored 30 in a loss to Washington, 27 in a win over the Jets, and now 30 against the Dolphins in Miami. So I think the Atlanta Falcons are a team that's 3-3, three and three, and they play my Carolina Panthers next week in Atlanta. They sure do. I think they can easily beat them not not that I think they will but just could they get in and if they do they will be over 500 you know at at 
right around the halfway mark of the season where no one expected them to be. So right. much credit to that coaching staff and what they're doing over there. Because it, it took, you know, people are like, they should have been going to Kyle Pitts earlier. It's like, dude, Kyle Pitts was a rookie earlier. Right. Like he's he, got, was, he he's, was a first game NFL, you know. Right, he's got to get time to get acclimated yeah. and learn this offense. Obviously, it's a lot different than college. So yeah. um, he is definitely coming along, and uh, he looks good. Absolutely. He looks good. Matt Ryan looks good. The the, the running back kind of uh, committee of Mike Davis well, and Cordero Patterson Well, there is no committee good. anymore. It's, they're solely focused on Cordero Patterson. No. Mike Davis is almost droppable at this point. No, Man, he's not. He's yes, been he extremely is. reliable. You cannot rely on him anymore coming out of by. He had four carries for 10 yards. I mean. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, he is just, he wasn't targeted in the, in the oh. pa- passing game. They're basically saying, you know what, we're all in Did on Cordero Patterson. Because before that, he had been extremely reliable. Like, look, in our, in our league, 10.2, 13, 11, 10, 13. Right. right. That's what he was doing all year. Mm-hmm. And now after the bye, they say, I guess they're, they're handing the reins completely over to Cordero. Huh? Yeah, they are. I don't even think he's in flex consideration at this point right now. I mean, you either bench him or drop him if you literally have to. I wouldn't drop him. I, I would I would bench him. Uh and just see where things go from there. But, yeah, Cordero carried 14 times, caught two passes, was targeted five times, you know. So, yeah, he was clearly the lead back, and I love it. I think that's great yeah. for them. I think he he's a really good, good player he looks in that definitely, role. He definitely looks good in that position. By the way, he's DJ Moore well. has more fantasy points than Cordero Patterson. Anyways, let's move right along. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, hey, good win for the Falcons. I think that you guys could very well be have a winning record this time next week, and that's – that's amazing to think that you're how depleted your defense looks on paper. And, um, you know, you've got games where you're holding teams to 14 points and shit. Like, it's it's not – I mean, they're they're competing their asses off. They're getting uh, they're getting better as the season goes on. So, right. shout-out to them. And then the Dolphins, yeah, uh, the one encouraging thing you can take from this is – well, two. Uh, Tua has played well the last two weeks. And then Mike Kosecki is really – is really becoming kind of – that guy at the tight end position might be a top three or four tight no, end. No, he is. He's top three in our league. Yeah. So, yeah, tough like loss it. for the Dolphins. Yep. All right, let's talk some, uh, what do you go, Bengals, Bengals Ravens. Ravens. This was fun. Shocker. This it, is an absolute shocker. Everything um, was was saying. Can we just talk about. Joey B? Jamar Chase. Oh, Jamar Chase. The amazing. Chase. Yes. Jamar I, the Marrier. I, he I was absolutely my miss in this regard. Look, I never doubted Jamar Chase as a player. I thought he was a first-round caliber player. I didn't think he was an elite player oh, right yeah. off the bat. You he's know, on I pace for the best that. rookie wide receiver season Yeah, he's ever. on pace for like 1,800 yards or something. Yeah, crazy. he's it's been Jamarvelous. I yeah. mean, <laughs> um, uh, 84, he played 84% of the snaps in this one. He's clearly their top dog now. Eight for... 201 and a touchdown. I mean, broke three defenders. That was ridiculous. And he did that against Marlon Humphrey. That yeah, was the reason I wanted Marlon to bench Humph- him. Yeah. I was right in my logic, but well, he just owned Marlon Humphrey. He sure did. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, Burrow yeah, obviously know. as well had an excellent game. 23 for 38. Could be a little bit more efficient, but he had a career high. 416 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Yeah, he it was, was all he bangles was chunking that one. thing down the field, so I, I'm not... You know, I'm not mad at them. In in Baltimore, the thing about them, they're a really good defense. You yeah, know I know. I mean? they, like just, they, they just they just did not come ready to play. This is why we any given Sunday, dude, I swear to God, it's yeah. The NFL is different. But also I wanna say, you know, um the final score is deceiving. If you didn't watch this game, it was a very close game. The Ravens were actually winning, I think it was like 
late in the third quarter, the Ravens had a lead. You know what I mean? And then the, the everything. Yeah, I mean, they the, just the Bengals got the lead. Then they went up by ten, and and it was like you know that felt huge. And then all of a sudden the floodgates opened. They got a couple of other late touchdowns, but it, it was a close game. Let's not you know let's not get carried away. I think the Ravens fans. I'm talking to you. You need to be just. You need to feel very good. I mean, it was thir- It was thirteen ten at half. Yeah. So Ravens are winning. No, the Bengals were okay. And then the Ravens took took the lead, went up seven. Yeah, they 13. scored seven in the third, and that was the last time they did. But yeah. um, Lamar, I mean, he had a great fantasy he game. Under, he was on, under a ton of pressure. Yeah, he he had a great fantasy game on paper. Um, but could have played a little better. Took five sacks. Yeah, he was. He was. I mean, they, he uh, he almost had no chance at times. Yeah, dude, Joe Burrow averaged his highest yards per attempt of any game this season against the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. So that tells you all you need to know. 416 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Was only sacked one time. Was able to was able to to not get confused where we saw Justin Herbert get, you know, basically get confused as hell last week at times. Burrow was able to get the ball out of his hands and and, and knew what was coming, where to go. That also helps because he's he's watched. He's yeah. played against them once before. He game you know watched his team game plan for them twice last year overall. And so yeah, that that that's all you know good for um, him and and just the fact that they're able to go in there and get this win now yeah, shows you they are a legitimately a good team. Yeah, they went in. They went in the Baltimore. They're three and one on the road now, and they oh. have they've taken control of that division with yeah, that win. They're, so they're up by a game. Um, over the Ravens. So that's that's impressive stuff. And I, I saw that, um, you know, I think Baltimore, I never thought I'd say this, they need to run the ball a little bit more effectively with their running backs. Mm-hmm. I think the running backs combined it, it had 10 like for 23, you know, on the ground. I, I think yeah, they, they, need they look more. lost without Latavius Murray for sure. They um, need more work, though. Le'Veon Bell is pitiful. Yeah, they don't, don't, they clearly don't view him as like I mean, he's still, back. he had five for five. I don't even know yeah. how. I mean, yeah. he had a seven-yard rush, and he ended up with five yards. So, <laughs> um, hey, Hollywood Brown, man, another great catch in the, in the back yeah. of the end zone. There, great throw by Lamar on that one. one as well. That was the last touchdown they scored in in Baltimore, and they um, it was one hell of a throw and catch. But hey, man, all the credit to the Bengals. They're one of the teams, and there aren't many of these teams that can win in any way. Y- you guys have heard me talk about that before, where they can win a shootout. They can win a defensive struggle. They can run the ball. They, they're getting better in that regard with their running backs, at least. And um, and obviously, Burrow went for 400 in Baltimore. So I think that we have to start talking about him a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was an excellent game for Bengals fans. Um, your team is uh, looking good. Looking good. They got, like I said, got the lead in that division, 5-2. and two. <clears throat> Hey, if you have – did you start Joe Burrow in any league this week? No. He was a good streamer this week. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, he, he means shit. He was, yeah, 400 yards and three touchdowns. That'll work. Yeah. You know, 11 yards for pass attempt. I mean, shit. Yeah, he was great. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, man, Bengals, the Bengals are for real. I, I, I'm going to speak about them with a whole different type of tone in my voice uh, from here on out because I think they are legit. I don't think this is fool's gold. Like, I don't think they're the Panthers at 3-0. and You know, I think they're legitimately a team that's going to be a playoff team this year. I, I really do. And so, there you go. And then also for the Ravens, I I would not count them out in this division just yet. I no, really wouldn't. Of course I think not. they're right there. They'll they'll be there the whole way, and uh, they'll have to play Cincinnati in Cincinnati again. So um, I can't wait. Yeah. All right, Lions Rams. This was awesome. It was a great game. 
Yeah, but Jared, Jared Goff came to fucking play. Yeah, but he also showed them why they traded him. He's not as good of a quarterback as Matthew Stafford, no doubt about it. Yeah, you know, but what he is is a fucking good player. He's a good player, man. He's he's not a great player, but he is a good player. If you put him in a situation like he was in with the Rams a few years ago, where you have a, a good run game, a good defense, et cetera, et cetera, receivers and offensive line, all that. He can take you to the promised land. He can win the championship in the NFL. I believe that with my whole entire being. And um, I think that the Lions are in a position now where they will be able to, if they want to keep Goff for the rest of the rebuild while they're rebuilding slash retooling, they can do so. If they want to um, use some of the the you know draft picks they'll likely have, the high draft picks, they can, they can draft one and then trade Goff for something reasonable. But I think that, man, he, he just... The way he managed that game, Jared Goff, was impressive in my opinion, especially going into L.A., you know, playing a guy. Like, remember the few weeks ago when, the, when Brady went to go play Belichick? I said, Belichick has a tactical advantage, and it showed. Well, this one, McVay had the same tactical advantage, and it didn't really show up until maybe the end, you know, nice play by Donald and, the, and uh, or, you know, and, and the uh, interception by, I think, Ramsey. But overall, I thought Goff played a really good game. I, re- I really did. And, um, you know, stats don't necessarily bear it out, but I thought he played well. But, yeah, I mean, the, the Lions just fucking hang tough as shit. They do not quit. They fought. They were they were winning 19-17 to 17 in this game in the fourth quarter. You know, Matthew Stafford just calmly went down there and got the job done, though. Cooper Cup is freaking ridiculous. He's on pace. I saw Mike Renner tweeted this out earlier. He's on pace to break Calvin Johnson's single-season Receiving yards record. Now, that is with one additional game, but still. I mean, 10 receptions for 156 yards. Yeah. Let me just tell you his targets <laughs> by week. God bless you. His targets by week. 10, 11, 12, 13, 10, 12, 13. <laughs> That's what he's done in terms of targets, you know, every week. So Yeah, he was a monster in this one. Um, I mean, it's just unfathomable. I mean, Robert Woods still had a decent game. Yeah. But Cooper Cup is just the man. Dude, Cooper Cup in the last two games, 19 for 286 and four touchdowns. Yeah, it's wild. That he's, is he's, insane. He's ridiculous. He's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Daryl Henderson had, you know, a fairly decent game in this one. I wouldn't say he did much. He's 15 for 45, zero touchdowns, but also had two receptions, for, or three receptions, excuse me, for 19 yards. Yeah. I thought the Lions defense really – DeAndre Swift well. was another fantasy monster in he this one. He was awesome. He, yeah, was, he was awesome. I love having him. I love that I drafted him in the third round, man. I, yeah, I'm really eight, happy about that. He had eight receptions, mm-hmm. ten targets, um, 96 yards recep- receiving, and then 13 for 48 on the ground. Yep. And that's against a good uh, Ram defense, you know? Yep. But now, like, it's just another loss for Lions 0-7. I mean, it's – I couldn't even imagine – I mean, obviously, I think that they need to be optimistic. I think that they need to be optimistic about what they have going on there. I think that they're playing teams that are so much more talented than them. Right. So tough every week, almost every week. Like they, they, even when they got blown out against the Niners, they came all the way back and and made it a one possession game. Mm -hmm. They had the lead in Green Bay, then they fell apart because Green Bay is a much better football team. I mean, it's just they've been. Very competitive. They were right. They were going tit for tat, but the Rams, I love the fake punt, uh, the two fake punts, the onside kick. This guy doesn't give a damn Dan Campbell. He's just like, 
He wanted to win that game so bad. He wanted, and they want to win, I think, for the right reasons, meaning he wants his players to experience a big win because right. they're close. They're they're fighting their asses off for each other, and you know I just I like everything about what they're doing. You know I just think that um, they just need talent, and that's going to take time. So Detroit ownership, please be patient. You've got the right coach. You know maybe you have the quarterback already on the roster. Either way, I think that's something you can figure out um, as time goes on this year. But again, I think that they have a nice base the way they're built. The Detroit Lions they have a pretty strong offensive line. Remember Penny Sewell's there, the guy they drafted top, you know earlier, whatever top four or five or whatever it was this year. And so they're, I like what they have. The pieces they have, they just need to add more talent to it. And I think the next two three years, they will be legitimately contending in the NFC North. They might be the next team to kind of take over in the way the Packers have in that division. Once Rodgers leaves, mm-hmm. you know, they might it might just be the nick of time for the for the Lions to go in there. And um well in fantasy purposes, do you buy low on TJ Hawkinson for the rest of the season? You know if yeah, you can try and I, I think so. If you can get him low, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um I've I've proposed in uh, Eric's league proposes dude Robert Woods Mark Andrews and Edward Hilaire for TJ Hawkinson and Najee Harris. I I was about to say until you said Najee, I was like he'll do that, right? But uh, what did he say? I mean, it's still pending <laughs> or it's still proposed, but well, that's not bad news. I mean, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm willing to get up Mark Andrews, and he's he's been a going stud. off. Yeah, you you, so. you might be right to sell high on him right now too, just because. I think he's really good, but I just think that it might be. Well, I mean, if I can get, if I can also get a lower end tight end one and a bona fide RB one coming off by, I won't have to worry about his bye week for the rest of the year. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd have him and C Mac. So, right. And and well, obviously Chuba right now, but and I got Fournette, so I'm not hurting. Yeah. Hawkinson's seen 20 targets the last two weeks. Uh, has caught 14 for 122, so it's 8.7 yards per reception. But, hey, PPR, you'll take that. Yeah. You expect some touchdowns. Definitely to a, definitely well, a so. potential buy-low target. Yeah, I, I'm not mad at that at all. And I think you got to do it now because if he has, if he just has a touchdown, if he just does what he's been doing the last two weeks and has mm-hmm. a touchdown, he's, he's, he may be off the books in terms of uh, someone that will be sold low. So. But, yeah, man, the Rams are for real, too. I need to give them credit because they were down 10-zip, you know, an uh, emotional game, and mm-hmm. they just weathered the storm. Stafford was cool, cool, calm, collected, and went down there and did what he had to do. And uh, the Rams are a complete football team, a lot like I just said about the Bengals. They can win any type of game. Soaking the Rams. Took and, care of uh, business. Yeah, they did. All right, let's go Eagles and uh, Raiders, right? Raiders this one was crazy. Yeah, Raiders are now 2-0 and after – you know, firing John Gruden. Yep, yep. or resigning John Gruden. But um, uh, yeah, they they were. Derek Carr was thirty one for thirty four in this one. Oh my god! I knew he was on that type of. Yeah, he was thirty one of thirty four for three twenty three, two touchdowns. And you know, it's funny. I thought about starting him, and I, and I didn't for some reason at the last minute. Yeah, definitely a good streamer this week. If yeah, you did start him. Um, Kenyon Drake led the backfield. I oh, I guess Josh Gab- Josh Jacobs got hurt in yep. this one. I started um, Drake, by the way. Yeah, he played well. Fourteen for sixty-nine with a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Dude, th- I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen a quarterback complete over ninety percent of his passes on thirty-four pass attempts. Yeah, that was wild. I mean, they're holy shit. Surprisingly, five and two right now. Obviously, yeah. they started three and zero, lost two, and now 
won their last two after. Yeah, it looked like things were unraveling in a real bad way. Yes, and that's another thing. They could have just, the wheels could have fallen yeah. off with the, John, the whole John Gruden thing going on. Um, they could just be not in it anymore. The, like, the wheels could fall off, mm-hmm. fall off a cliff, but they've been playing super good. Yeah, um, under this I mean, interim head coach, Derek so. Carr. They go as Derek Carr goes. Mm-hmm. He's thrown for over three hundred yards in all their wins. Yeah, you know, so like the only two games they've lost, he threw for one ninety six and, and two hundred six. And Darren Waller was out of this one as well. Oh my God, he did this without Darren Waller. That's right. Yes, Jesus, he did. what a Farter Moreau was a s- sneaky sleeper here, six for sixty with a touchdown. I think this is the best season of Derek Carr's career. Oh, without a doubt. Without well, you a doubt. remember that one year he had where he was a, he would have been the MVP. Winner. Uh, it was back in 2016, I think it was. Uh, he would have won the MVP, but he got hurt towards the end. Yeah. And then he had never really been that, well, that same was the guy. Year he, like broke his leg, right? Yeah. 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 But see, he he pl- he started 15 games that year. In that year, he was um, he almost threw for 4,000 yards, even though he didn't play in the last game. He 28 touchdowns, six interceptions. He was really good that year. Yeah. This year, even though his stats don't look quote, as good as, as they were that year because he already has five picks and he only threw six that entire season with 28. So that year was a little better statistically. But just to mm. me, what he's been able to do at times this year has been very impressive. He's looked he's looked very good. Yeah, yeah. he's looked really good. And my guy, Kenyon Drake, as you mentioned, he, he actually looked like – remember last time when Jacobs went out, I said that they have a role in mind for Drake and it looks like they want to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. Well, this time Drake went in and immediately was the was the bell cow, when, mm-hmm. and that may be just a difference in how this coaching staff or whoever's the head coach there now, versus how John Gruden had the vision for him. You know, because Drake came in there and, and you know, real I mean, was the guy in terms of yep. workload. So that was encouraging if you have him. He was a definitely a fantasy stud in yeah, this one. Seventeen so for seventy nine in the touchdown. Kudos to you if you uh, started him with one of your quarterbacks on by this week. Yeah. Running backs, yeah. I start. I started them in two leagues, so I was. I was pretty well, happy I was with about those results. Derek Carr, sorry. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But Kenya Drake as well, absolutely. And then the Eagles, man. Um, it was a gutty effort. They they were looked like they were just going to get completely blown out, and then Jalen Hurts came fighting, scratching, clawing back like he, he sure does, did. man. He just, he, it's, it's not always going to be pretty, and I think that's an understatement. He's completed. Fewer than 60% of his passes in each of the last three games. He's done that four times on the season. He's, th- uh, I mean, look, it, it, like I said, doesn't have to be pretty, but when the guy can run 13 times for 61 yards and do so in critical situations, um, that's going to help your football team win games. And he can create plays outside of structure when they're not there. And um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they came back, made it fairly interesting down the stretch. Um, my guy Miles Sanders is now injured, so I don't know what this uh, like. What a disappointing season it's been, even when he was healthy so far. And uh, when Gainwell scored that touchdown early, I was just like, "Wait, why is Gainwell getting the goal line right. carries? Like, what are you doing?" You know? Yeah, I think and they got. Uh, I think they got a little bit positive news on the Miles Sanders uh, front with his. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna miss a ton of games, but right. I'm um, just still bummed. Yeah, I mean he's it's been a rough go for Miles Sanders, especially in the fantasy outlook. Um but yeah, uh Raiders yeah. Raiders did what they had to do to win this game and uh now they're five and two. We also, by the way, Philly fans, if you want 
another silver lining positive thing here. Your guy Jalen Rieger caught a touchdown. We had a Jalen Rieger sighting. Should have been a Devontae Smith touchdown, but hey, <laughs> uh, you can't win them all, right? I mean, he's obviously s- supplanted himself as the number one receiver in this offense as well. Five yeah, Devontae's the guy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, nine targets. Most in this week, obviously, most all year. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's a stud. He's only going to get better. I mean, he won the Heisman. So, yeah, uh, I love the guy. He's, he's He was my wide receiver one. I'm not ashamed to admit that by any stretch of the imagination of this past draft class. Look, mm-hmm. Chase has looked better, and I'd be, at this point, I'd be surprised if Chase isn't the better player in their careers. But Devontae Smith, I just want to reinforce, he's a really good football player. For him to already have 400 yards – you know, if you, you can't compare him to Chase because that's not a fair thing, right? Like, you, you know, you have Devontae Smith in a year where, in a rookie season, most rookie receivers, look it up, don't crack 800 yards. He's going to crack 800 yards, you know, barring health. He's, he's probably going to have 1,000, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that is a, in its own right, a historically great rookie season. So, you know, take that for what you will. But, yeah. The Raiders now are legitimately good. Yeah, they are. I, I'm, I'm ready to say that. I'm, I'm ready to say. Now, could they fall apart and not make the playoffs? Yes, because they're in the AFC West and the Kansas City Chiefs ain't dead. Mm-hmm. You know, if uh, if they still have Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, you know, Mahomes, excuse me, they still have those guys, Clyde Brzeola comes back, the offensive line stays healthy, Kansas City's going to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. But right now, if the Raiders keep doing what they're doing – They'll be in the playoffs, and they're, For sure. they could definitely win a game, maybe two in the playoffs if they keep if this defense keeps improving as well. Yep. All right, let's talk some Texans-Cardinals. This one was ugly. It looked like it was going to be a close game for a second, for a brief second early for on. brief, hot second. And yeah, then I think the Texans went up 3-0, uh, nothing, if I'm not mistaken. I, th- I think they scored the first points. Well, of that the Texans game. went up 5 nothing. Oh, that's right, 5 nothing. yeah. No. And, then and it didn't score again. I didn't think that was a safety, by the way. I thought Kyler got out of the... Um, end zone, but in any event, right? He made up. Yeah, yeah, he made up for it for yeah. sure. But I also didn't think that was a roughing the passer penalty where he got just sacked. It was yeah. like he gets sacked pretty badly, and they call roughing the passer just because it was a hard hit. I, I didn't like that call. You know what's wild is <clears throat> JJ Watt only had one tackle in this one. It one was tackle. a big one. Those tackle for loss, I think. Yeah, but it was. He, but what? It's just crazy to think of that, you know, he's having one tackle for the entire yeah, game. he's but. not an elite player right now, but he's a good one. Right. He's a good one. Um, you know what I will say is, um, and this is not good for the Texans, but I have to bring it up because I, I mentioned it, I think I mentioned it last week, and I mentioned it again the other day. And so when you look at the games, Davis Mills, their rookie quarterback, has started. Point totals, 9-0, 22 Three, five. That's one, two, three, four of the five games he started have been in single digits. <laughs> that Not is good. That is very rough. Like, so if I'm if I'm the GM in Houston, why am I trading Watson? Like, why? I mean, I mean, look, Deshaun. If I don't get everything I want and more, you're not going anywhere. You see what we're working with right now, quarterback? I'm sorry. Tough shit. But I think and he's, he's kind of just, he's burned the bridges with, you know, the Texans. Oh, shit, I don't give a damn. With all the <laughs> all the sexual assaults he's got. But Oh, well, then why is anybody else interested? I don't right. give a shit about that. I think that they should, to be fair. But I also don't think that Deshaun's 
you know, 100% guilty right now either. We don't know what to think. So I just kind of have to leave that on the back burner. I'm not going to say that's the reason why the Texans are going to trade him because from that logic, then that would be the reason why somebody else wouldn't want to trade for him. You know what I mean? And apparently, this guy had the nerve to say no to Philly. He, he flexed his no trade clause and, and said he wasn't going to go to Philly. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, is bonkers. Because, like, if you really went out of there that bad, what's wrong with Philly, by the way? Like, that's if, you know, just going to a, a new coach, offensive-minded coach, you got some two first-round receivers back-to-back years. You know, I, I don't know why he would he would say he's not going to Philly. But so I guess the only place right now where he says he's willing to go is Miami. I think he'd be willing to go to Carolina, but, hey, who knows? We'll see. I mean, he could also be put on the exemption list. Um as soon as he's traded, so who knows if we will see him play uh, this year? But the, on on the Texan front, they're just they're bad. Uh, one and six. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. not looking pretty for them. David I mean, Johnson's they're completely falling off points. a cliff. Uh, yeah, they just have no weapons. That's their problem. They literally no have weapons, no weapons. No they have Brandon Cooks, and that's it. Not much of an offensive line. It's just it's rough. It's a mess. Um, but yeah. The Cardinals are seven and zero, pretty wild. Um, yep, Zach, my boy Zach Ertz, three for sixty six, had a forty seven yard touchdown. Uh, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah he's a tight end one for the rest of the of the season in uh, fantasy purposes. AJ Green, you know, I think he's a top ten tight end. Yeah, well, I don't think much more. Right, I think he'll have weeks like this, but he'll have weeks also where he's like Chase Edmonds, one for nine. You know, I think he'll have. We'll see. What about your boy Rondo Moore? Yeah, he uh, looked <laughs> absolutely incredible in this one. Two for 17. Yeah, yeah. he's just, you know, just, just an stuck. animal. Yeah. but uh, um, Well, I mean, now that Zach Ertz is in town, it's like one. one I know, right? He, yeah. he was already having a hard time getting getting involved or whatever, or yeah. staying involved. But I think the main obstacle for him is that Christian Kirk's been playing really well, mm-hmm. and A.J. Green's been playing really well. Yeah, yeah. So if those two guys are playing that well, it's hard to justify putting a rookie in there over those guys. So, mm-hmm. um, and they've been playing well, like yep. we said. So, yeah, man, uh, Arizona cruising. And this is a game that for a second I thought, is this a trap game? Is this the game that they're going to, you know, blow to Houston? Because we saw Houston almost beat New England. And then they just shut that shit down. Like, they were losing 2 0 after the first quarter. Again, they, like you said, they went up to be down 5 0. And then from there, it was a 31 nothing skunk, you know. So, uh, good team win for the Arizona Cardinals, and I like that. I don't know if you saw that tweet where they had a picture of J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins walking off the field together, mm-hmm. smiling, and Watt tweeted out and put 7-0. and It was just too fitting for those two guys, former Houston Texan players, to be 7-0. and They've never been 7-0 and before. So, yeah. good for them. They're on a great run. Yeah. All right, let's get Bear into bucks. This was an absolute shellacking. Tom Brady, 600 touchdowns, the most ever in NFL football history, yep. unlike nothing we've ever seen before, unlike nothing we will ever see again. I agree. Um, I totally agree with that. He just looks incredible. I, I mean, it's like, I don't know, it's like we're living a simulation almost. Um, with Tom Brady. It's like a fairy tale. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, he's um, absolutely incredible. 20 for 36, only had 211 yards in this one, but four touchdowns. Um, yeah. A situation zero, football. That's what zero he sacks. I mean, this guy is incredible. Um, did you see Mike Evans throwing that ball yeah. into the stands? Gave, and they had to go negotiate with the guy and get yeah. the ball back. It's like that Mike Evans didn't even know that was his. that was like a significant moment. Um, yeah, he did. And he was like, you saw him on the – 
on the sideline. He's like, I threw, I gave away the ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they they fun. made a sweet deal with the guy. Obviously, if I were him, I wouldn't have given it. I back. like how Romo and them were saying the same thing. Yeah, they yes. were like, Nah, you, you got to hang on. I mean, not they, enough compensation. Right, and they today they ended up giving them two signed two signed jerseys and one signed helmet from Tom Brady. Um, a signed uh, Mike Evans jersey, a thousand dollars into their shop. And into their shop, those scoundrels. And then they, and then two season tickets for the rest of this season and next. So okay, that's a little bit better. Um, but yeah, but still, they they were appraising that ball at over five hundred thousand dollars. So well, Brady will never sell it, right? But he would have. Oh yeah, if he would have hang hold on to, it, he said no, absolutely not. I'm, I'm, and you know, this is a business decision. But how would he have ever proven that that was that ball? In fact, you know what I mean. Well, because it was witnessed by everybody. I but mean, it, but like when it's on eBay, that's not his. He's not going to sell it through eBay. He's going to sell it through an auction house. Who's going to who's going to authenticate it? By the way, who or who he was? The number on the ball. Those balls are identifiable because. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Well, you, all right. You had an answer. There we go. I mean, shit. Well, good for him being a good guy, giving that right. back. I would have told Tom, "You cut me a quarter million dollar check right now. <laughs> you I'll can have it." <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it was. Come on, man. Hey, it's a business decision. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you're in it to win it, cut right? Me a, uh, hey, at least cut me a hundred fifty thousand dollar check. I'll give you the ball, no problem. You're not yeah. worried about the season tickets um, or anything like that. I mean, this is this is our recap of the Bucks Bears game because there's not much more to talk yeah, about here. Yeah, they were just completely shellacked. I mean, but hey, my boy Khalil Herbert, eighteen for a hundred. That was surprising. Yes, I mean he is obviously their top dog until you know David Montgomery gets back. Yeah, but he he's a seventh round pick. It's pretty wild. Yeah, Damon Damian Williams was a non-factor in this one. He only had three carries. They have full confidence in Khalil Herbert. I, guess I actually so. dropped him. Because I needed the way the spot. Obviously, it was a tough start for anybody. If you started yeah. Khalil Herbert against the Bucks, and you've got a pair of balls, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the fact that he had eighteen for a hundred against the the stout Rundy of the Bucks. No I mean, one it's does incredible. That. No yeah. one does that. His defense. You know, and um, it was in an absolute blowout. Imagine if it was a competitive game. He might have had twenty eight for two hundred. Yeah, you know? and I wasn't the only one that probably dropped him this week. No, going into this game, that you weren't going to start yeah. him if you needed a roster spot. So. Uh, obviously, an early waiver wire pickup uh, for this next week if you need some RB help. He also caught five passes for 33 yards. What about – yeah, he did. He he had a great game. What about Mike Evans? Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, look. this is. I think this is three games this season that he's had three touchdowns in one game. That's insane. Like, what they're going to do – is again, it's all situational, right? So there's games where Mike Evans will have one catch for six yards, but then there's other games where, hey, they're gonna try and cover you one on one, Mike. You're six five, two forty. You're gonna box out this dude, and you're just gonna abuse this guy because you're just too big for him. And I'm gonna throw it to you every single time. And yeah, that's I mean, what Brady did. He's, <laughs> he, I think he's had one clunker as far as uh, fantasy. And that was last week against yeah. Philly. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he's a stud. Obviously, ten for seventy six in this one, three touchdowns. Um, he's six for seventy six, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, ten targets, but yeah, he looked really good in this one. Um, I mean, obviously, the whole team looked good in this one. They're unstoppable at this point. Um, yeah, I, you know what would be a great game? The Lions uh, and Bucks. No, <laughs> the Bucks and the Titans. Bucks Titans. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think the Bucks would easily win 
You think not, so? Not I mean, easily, but I think they would. The Titans are playing their best football. Their I mean, yeah. They just beat the Chiefs and the Bills back to back. So yeah, Bills, incredible. Chiefs. And they not only beat the Chiefs, they walloped them. Yeah, but completely dominated them. Sort of like the Bucks completely dominated the Chicago Bears. And by the way, the Bears beat Tampa Bay last year. Around this time last year, they beat Tampa Bay. <laughs> right. You know, right. and and we saw how. Um, uh, obviously, they they're a little bit of a different team, but the Bucks are a much different team yeah. than what lost in Chicago. Yeah, Mitchell Trubisky is over here saying like, "Oh, and you thought it was just me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it's Matt Nagy. He's bad. <laughs> yeah, um, Fields, Fields struggled. You know, he. It's getting weird because like, I'm worried that if he keeps taking beatdowns like this, how is his confidence going to be mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's my only real concern not my only concern but that's a that's a real concern in my opinion because you know you have to be, have a special and he lost two fumbles. i mean look he turned the ball over three times or tur- he turned the ball over five times yeah he had three picks oh my god yeah it was it was absolutely embarrassing in this one uh looking back he's gonna be like man and a lot of times he had no chance right like it was just a, right you know it, it was it was rough. I mean, one of the plays, the Bears coaching staff told him to snap the ball because the Bucks had 12 men on the field. So he thought it was a free play. He throws a pick. There were not 12 men on the field. The Bears coaching staff just was wrong. <laughs> you know, yeah, so that's, that's bad. Yeah, it's and Nagy, I guess, got COVID today, so he's he won't be. Yeah, that might be a positive thing for them on the football field, though. Yeah, maybe positive, <laughs> positive COVID, positive outlook for the Bears. Right. Uh, I mean, Matt Nagy just needs to be gone already. Um, the fact that they're even still hanging on to him, especially if he's spreading COVID everywhere, <laughs> uh, he needs to he needs to be gone. Pay right. him what he pay him his buyout and <laughs> fucking get the hell out of there because uh, that's funny. They have no future with him as uh, head coach, unfortunately. Um, they need someone in there that um, can coach up Justin Fields and get him playing at a high level. I mean, he was – what was his draft position? It was like 11th, yeah. I think. 10th so, or 11th. I mean, obviously, super hyped kid coming into the NFL. He's got a lot of potential. They just need to get a coach in there that knows what the, he's doing. So, yep. Um, Excuse me, Colts, Niners. Yeah. Oh, by the way, in a in a freaking downpour. Yeah, that was crazy. By the way, the Bears are still just three and four. Like we say, all this bad, but they're right. only three and four. Only, but you know, and and they, I mean, they, they won't were on be a any better. Bit of a roll before that, weren't they? Like mm, they they no, were actually they playing. lost to the Packers the week before, and then they beat the Lions and the Raiders. Oh, yeah. um, they lost. The, I mean, but look, they lost to the Packers and Bucks. They were three and two. Lost to the Green Bay Packers and the Bucks. Uh, in, you know, I, I'm not gonna. I don't think they're dead. I think that they <laughs> believe it or not. And this might be the worst case scenario for Bears fans because it might mean Nagy gets to keep his job another year. But I think there's a chance they could squeak into that seven seed when it's all said and done. And that's, you know, I, have, I don't believe it. I have to. Their defense is really good. Like you saw Brady. Other than the four touchdown passes, it wasn't like he just had a field day. He, I'll believe there, it. It wasn't easy. Nothing when I see easy. it. Uh, by the way, Ronald Jones carried ten for I think sixty three. Uh, Fournette was still the guy, but Rojo. Well, that was after they benched all the starters. No, it, I think he had some of them in the first half. But either way, so that's still encouraging because positive reps on film. We'll right. see where that goes. I wouldn't necessarily, you know, blow my wad to pick him up, but hey, do what you do. 
Okay. But yeah, yeah. Sunday night, Colts, 49ers. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo was back in this one. Back, yeah. Back being bad in this one. Yeah, he was, you know, he was Jimmy. He, yeah, <laughs> he wasn't good. They uh, go right 16 down the for field, 27. Yeah. Score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And then it was, you know, inconsistencies. Did you, did you hear what Darius Leonard said, by the way? I thought it was interesting about um, Darius Leonard said that that first drive that Shanahan with all the misdirection and that he was really making things difficult on him. He, and then he said, I sure was happy that he, he said something to the effect of, I sure was happy he went away from it. Yes. You know, I thought that was interesting because I, that brings me to my next point. I don't think this is a very good year for Kyle Shanahan. No. I mean, there don't, I mean, all the talks of him being a offensive guru, it just doesn't look like it's there at all. I mean, look, dude, what is the deal? With Brandon Ayuk, you well, apparently he's not round. a professional. So, but it, I don't know what that means. Uh, but did he come out and say that? Yeah, he need. Yeah, he said he needs to act more like a professional. So he's probably just immature and not studying. And that I'm pretty sure that but has. He had a great rookie year. So was he a professional as a rookie, and now he's not a professional? Like I, I don't. I, don't I mean, understand. he probably you know picked it up hot, hot. But at the end of the day, he's he's not. <laughs> Studying. He has nine catches in six games. It's awful. He, he was outright bad in this one. He, he was a fifth round catch dr- for six yards. He was a fifth round pick in fantasy this year. Yeah, I drafted him, and he's damn well droppable at this point. He's droppable. Yes, I mean he's. I mean, I'm sorry. It's uh, like he's. But here's the weird thing. He still played seventy one percent of the snaps. Yeah, well, he's clearly not so beating like, defenders or what, uh, he's not getting open. He just. It, doesn't make sense. Like, are they just? I mean, why, why are they playing him so much? That they don't want to throw him the ball at all. I, I mean, know. if Shanahan wanted to, he could scheme him open. I mean, he's doing that with Debo, even though teams know he wants to do that with Debo. Right. Debo well, still Debo's an absolute stud. Uh, I don't know why everyone was so high on Ayuk this year. Um, I fell for the trap. Debo's, you know, still a stud. Seven for a hundred in this one. One touchdown. Eleven targets. I mean, the guy's an animal. By the way, Debo, um, in our league, is a top 25 player, and he's already had a bye week. Yes. So, if you go by just points per game, the dude is uh, he's definitely a stud. A, he's like, I think he's the wide receiver one. In our league? Uh, I'm going to check. I'm going to check in. Um, damn it. I'm going to see if they'll show it to me. But, like, the problem is he's already had his bye week. So, what is he? He's the wide receiver six, right, in PPR scoring. He's five in our league. Yeah, um, but but if you do points per game, I think you'll you'll I think he's the. This kind of gives one. you a perspective of how Cooper how good Cooper Cup's been this year. He has a hundred and sixty two fantasy points. He's obviously <laughs> wide receiver one in our league. Number two is Jamar Chase, and he's got a hundred and twenty eight points. Yeah, it's wild. He, You're right. Debo wouldn't be. He wouldn't be the one. He would be. Let's see. I'm I'm figuring it out right now because I really want to know. And, and let's just go in. PP, yeah, PPR scoring points per game. It is Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill at two. Wow, I did not think that was in our league. Just in PPR scoring. Yeah, he's three. Uh, he's three in our league. Yeah, Debo three and in points per game. You're right. Mm-hmm. And then Devontae. Where's Jamar Chase? Jamar he's Chase number two in right. ours. Not in points per game. He's way down here for no. some reason. One, two, three, four. He has five. he's second in our league. He's wide receiver two with 128 fantasy points. Oh, maybe they didn't put. Oh, they 
Oh yeah. Okay. So what's it called? Fantasy Pros has not updated their uh, this week seven yet. Okay. Well, yeah. Jamar Chase is wide receiver two. He's an absolute stud. Obviously not a Cooper Cup stud, but I mean Cooper Cup has him. I mean has a thirty almost forty point lead on him in <laughs> in points. I mean he's yeah. got eighty one targets. But 56 receptions for 809 yards and nine touchdowns. I mean, he's just yeah. been an absolute freak. So if you I drafted Cooper Cup this year, you were probably in first place. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't see how you couldn't be. I mean, right, because getting that guy in the fifth round, yeah, he's is carrying. Phenomenal. He's carrying your whole damn team. Right. Seems and like. here's the thing: I need to take an L on. I guess Eli Mitchell is clearly the lead back there. Yeah, he had I a mean, great what game. The hell, my guy Trey Sermon again. Didn't do anything. Yeah, started him in one league. It was Look, absolutely embarrassing. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know how you started th- this week after was, what you did last well, week. There's bipocalypse. There's literally nobody. <laughs> I mean, everyone's hanging on everybody. If you got yeah. six freaking bench spots, everyone's just like, oh, I'm going to hold Nathan because I don't know why. But um, I'm, s- I'm starting to think about Kyle Shanahan. Dante Pettis went and had another very good game with the Giants, right? Mm-hmm. He was a second-round pick for the Niners. Mm-hmm. Now we see Ayuk. We see Sermon. Both guys drafted high. He traded up for Sermon in the third round. Took Eli Mitchell later. It's like, I think that he gets, and this is just a complete guess or a theory, I think he gets, like, emotionally, I think he gets mad at these kids. And then he just, like, puts them in the doghouse and just doesn't, like, destroys, like, blackballs the, them. Yeah. I almost think that that's a possibility. You know what I mean? So I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you could the, be right. There, Trey Sermon is a better player than Elijah Mitchell. I mean, in well, my I mean, like you said, Elijah looked good in this one. So I mean, Trey yeah. Sermon's just not getting the opportunities though. So like, yeah, we don't not. really know. And the last time he did get real opportunities, he had eighteen for like ninety-five or something. He had a good yeah. game. So, anyways, yeah, uh, uh, Eli Mitchell looks good. Six yards of carry with a touchdown to mm-hmm. boot. Um, you should feel good if you spent your waiver on him, despite what I've said previously. <laughs> another, on the other side of the ball, another strong game for Jonathan Taylor. Guys yeah, stunning. man, that guy is, in my opinion, a top three, maybe top, okay, a top five best peer runner in the game. You know what I mean? Just in terms yeah, of. He's number two fantasy player or fantasy running back in our league. Wow. Yeah, well, here's another mind-blowing stat. Derrick Henry is running back one, obviously. He's got 177 fantasy points already. Jonathan Taylor is number two with 123. 50 50 burger on top of the second-place guy. Derrick Henry is just an absolute monster. Look, man, in our league, I believe I got Jonathan Taylor at, like, either six or eight. Overall, I think it was eight, and I'm very happy for yeah. that. I, I think that uh, you have to be. I think that a lot of people were panicking after his first two games mm-hmm. because the early weeks magnify and all that stuff. Because the first two games in our league, which is basically just PPR scoring, he had okay, so he had 17.6 in week one, then weeks two and three, he had 6.3 and 8.2, and then ever since then, 20, 31, 31, 19. You the know, he's he's been awesome. So the uh, I was looking at a different league. Jonathan Taylor was number two. He's actually number three in our league. Guess who was? Who guess who's number two? Um, Alvin Kamara, DeAndre Swift. 
Wow, my other running back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you hold the number two and three RBs in our league, obviously. Along with Antonio Gibson. Along with, if he ever comes back to life, Miles Sanders. You know, right. Along with Michael Carter. Mm-hmm. And along with a six and one record in second place, yeah, are you just pretty are you good just killing it this year? I just feel like I'm I just lost another game. I'm three and four in seventh place. Bullshit! <laughs> Bipocalypse absolutely murdered me. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm six and one and and firmly in second place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel good about that. I'm also five and two in a couple leagues with the, with these guys. But and, hey. Um, or at least in one, I don't know. What about uh, Michael Pittman? He looked he looked awesome. Yeah, he did. Again, and he's a really fucking good player, man. He might be a yeah, superstar. He is. And just a downpour, he, you know. Still had four for a buck five and a touchdown. Yeah. Only, only four targets. And he drew that long pass interference penalty. Mm-hmm. So he probably would have had five for. Mo Ellie Cox 50. got in the end zone in this one. Three for 25 yeah, again. for a touchdown. It's yeah. all that guy does is catch three. Maybe two, yeah. But he scores. You yeah. Know? If you have, if you're holding on the nine behinds in fantasy, you were safe to drop the guy. <laughs> yeah, he's not been. He had a huge drop. Speaking of, mm-hmm. on what would have been a very long catch, or at least a twenty yarder or so, and uh, in a third down situation, so that was rough. But uh, the Colts, man, they were one and four. They were they were actually one and three. They were beating Baltimore soundly in Baltimore. They lost that game to go to one and four. They've bounced back and won two straight now. Uh, this one I put is a pretty big win because the Niners were coming off a bye and they were at home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for them to end Carson Wentz was making all kinds of mistakes and um, you know it yeah, was it was a, it was a uh, why does it say Carson Wentz didn't throw an interception? He had I saw. It. Uh, this is NFL.com. I don't know. But in any case, they did what they had to do to win. Yeah, and I mean, he only had 150 yards on this one. He, he did not have a pick, but he had two touchdowns. Dude, he had 150 and Michael Pittman had 105. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> that means he was their <laughs> passing offense. Absolutely incredible. Pretty wild. But, yeah, man, the Colts are, are rounding into form as that team that is uh, quietly – that would be one of those teams that's a, that's a quiet – but dangerous wild card team that you don't want to play in the right. first round. Yep. You know what I mean? So they're three and four, right in the thick of it. And uh, who do they play next week? Let me see real quick. They play the Titans. Do they really? Yeah, at home. Wow. Could get scary. It is on Halloween. So in Indianapolis. Huh? Is it in yeah. Indy? It's at home. I think they win that game. Well, I'm calling right now. Upset of the upset <laughs> of the week next week. Yep. Uh, I, I think He's they calling win it that now, game. folks. I think they win that game because the, the Titans beat them in Tennessee uh, in week three, 25 to 16, mm-hmm. right? Wentz had a rough day at the office. I get it. But, and Wentz didn't throw an interception. So that, that shovel pass is not the one he threw right to the linebacker is not a pass. That's a fumble, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, I think that's an intercept. That's a fucking interception. But, anyways, um, on the season, Wentz 11 touchdowns, one pick. In his last four games, He's got two touchdowns, zero picks in each of the fu- of the last four games. You know, um, he's averaging 250 yards a game. And that's coming off a 150-yard game last night. And he's also averaging almost nine yards per pass attempt in that time. So, yeah, man, I think the Colts go in there and beat – or, I'm sorry, host Tennessee, and they beat the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee's coming off two huge wins. They're all excited. They're all feeling themselves. They're going to get humbled in Indy. I'm calling it now. Wow. Well, um, that pretty much wraps up week seven. Uh, there were some yeah. good games in this week. Obviously, the Shockers being the Bengals over the Ravens. 
and the Titans over the Chiefs. Um, all in all, was a great, great, great week. Um, the Rams. It was a bunch of blowouts this week. It was crazy. Yeah, it was. It was. was a, it was kind of a weird, another weird week. But yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, all in all, good games. Um, obviously, uh, there are definitely. I mean, you can start to see what kind of who's going to be in the playoff hunt and who's Very not much. at this point. Uh, everyone, all the teams are starting to kind of round out and show who they will be. You know, for the rest of the season. Um, and so yeah. We will get into the Monday night game. We'll talk about that on the next, uh, yeah. whether it be just a solo pod with me or with um, me and him on it. We'll, we'll talk about that when yeah, that Yeah, we happens. can possibly yeah. recap that one um, in our waivers episode. Yeah, but, so uh, Seahawks fans, Saints fans, we didn't forget you. Yeah. Be, uh, be sure to like and subscribe. Yeah, it's um, important. C- comment um, your favorite game of the week and uh, all of your fantasy studs and duds. And um, we'll wrap it up here and catch you in the next one. These guys. guys.